Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff Fenning. This is Showtime. Hi, this is Eddie Hearn. Yeah, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tatnokonov. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. I'll tell you what, if it's your first time on the Punch Podcast, you've picked a hell of an episode. Episode 43, you got Jabin. This is the Punch Podcast. It starts now, and Australia's next world champion is going to join us in like 60 seconds. I'm talking about the one and only Jason Mayhem Maloney. Look, to look at his record, 25-2, and two, his two previous losses have all been for world titles, so he's going for his third attempt, and this one he will be successful, and I cannot wait to see him hold up that bantamweight belt for the WBO and become a world champion. It's something that he's dreamed about, which we're going to get into today, and we'll also chat about a whole bunch of stuff. His brother, his twin brother, if you're listening and not quite across the Australian boxing scene, he is just as successful and will be... Hasn't been properly announced, but we will get into it in this chat, fighting for a world title himself on May 20. So we'll find out a little bit more about that in today's episode. So I am excited to get him on, Jason Mayhem Maloney. Uh, He is one hell of a fighter, a great Aussie, a great chat, and just a real boxer, a real fighter, a huge fan of the sport. Look, he did have that fight fall over with Nanito Donaire. There was a whole bunch of stuff in the back end to do with his promoter and their promoter and all this other stuff. So he was officially going to fight for the WBC title, but that all got scrapped last minute. He's now over fighting for the WBO title, and look, it's going to be one that he's victorious in, I have no doubt. So let's just fire into today's episode. I'm pumped, I'm sure you are, and I have no doubt the guy on the other end of this Zoom is. So let's get into it. Back into the Punch Podcast, world champion to be, Jason Maloney. Welcome, mate. (laughs) Thanks, mate. That sounds good, doesn't it? does sound good. Uh, last time I uh, <laughs> spoke to you, you'd sort of roadmap this out and now the reality is there. You've officially been awarded a world title fight and this one is uh, going to be the one that you close and hold that belt, I hope. How are you feeling? Yeah, this is the one, mate. This is the one. Um, I'm feeling great and um, yeah, super excited. Less than six weeks until I achieve my lifelong dream and become world champion and start the big reign. Yeah, I hold the belt for a long time and have a very successful career, hopefully. So, um, yeah, this is the start of the next chapter and I'm super excited. As someone who, and unfortunately you do have to say, as someone who's fought for the world title twice before, we want that third time lucky, obviously. But do you think the losses help your preparation now? Just going, there's absolutely no way I'm ever feeling like I did that day anymore. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, obviously no fighter wants to lose. but. Those losses have helped me so much throughout my career and not just the losses but the amount that I've developed as a fighter and how much I've improved since those two world title fights. You know, it's something that I can be proud of that I, that I really took those losses as lessons and um, I got back in the gym and improved and improved and something I'm always striving to do is just get better and get better and I look back to the fighter I was when I fought you know, Emmanuel Rodriguez for that first world title or, or the fighter that I was when I fought Anui in my second attempt. And I know that I'm just such a better fighter now, a much more complete fighter. I've got a lot more confidence. Um, and, yeah, I, I just feel like I'm 10 times the fighter I was back then and, and now it is my time, third time lucky. And, yeah, I just don't think, yeah, I really don't, don't see myself losing this fight. I'm full of confidence and ready to go. I don't know if it's a thing, but it definitely is to me. I can always uh, get a bit of a gauge on a fighter in their eyes. Of There's some, there's like a, a certainty behind the eyes of some people like yourself when you're in these positions. And there are, you do see, like say, like a um, Tony Harrison, he, you saw him like just 
cruising around, laughing and having fun. But I can just see, for argument's sake, yourself right now, there, there's, there's something else behind your eyes that are just saying, I'm winning a world title. I don't know what you're talking about. May 13. That's mine. Yeah, and that's how I feel, you know. And, um, you know, people can say about being overconfident or whatever. Um, it's not that at all. I'm not overlooking this guy. I'm not, I'm not taking him lightly one bit. I'm preparing the best I've ever prepared for any fight. Um, leaving absolutely no stone unturned and putting in the hard work. But I, I just really believe that this is my time and nothing will stop me on May 13 from achieving this dream because to have three opportunities is something I feel very grateful for. Um, obviously, it wasn't just handed to me. I've, I've worked and I've earned these opportunities. But, um, yeah, there's not many people that get three shots to achieve their, their dream. And, yeah, here I am and I'm not going to let this one slip. It shows the work ethic of you and your team but to keep putting yourselves in those positions. Many people work their whole lives just to have one crack at a world title, yep. to have your third one and to be the successful one. Uh, look, that's, yep. that just shows your dedication, A, to the sport, B, to you, you and your family and your, your whatever else. But it's just yep. uh, it's not that often people get a third strike at it, is it? No, it's not. And, and like you said, um, I've had to do it the hard way. Um, after my loss to Anui, I... I didn't, you know, dwell on it or, or look to find an easy path to to become world champion. I, you know, the very next fight, I, I fought a tough fighter in, in Joshua Greer over in America and had a good win there. And then Aston Plick Day at Marvel Stadium and then the WBC lim- eliminator against, you know, a very good fighter um, in Nawafon Kaikana um, at Rod Laver. Um, I've had, you know, four hard fights to get myself back to this position. And, yeah, you know, a, a long process um, to get here. Um, just over two years, I think it is, since that loss to Anui. So it hasn't been an easy road and I've had to stay 100% dedicated to the sport and make a, make a lot of sacrifices to get this opportunity. So, yeah, it's been hard. And, but, yeah, I feel grateful to be here finally have that third opportunity to achieve the dream and um yeah i'm going to make sure i get it done this time and get that world title around my waist yeah you speak of those sacrifices i think was it last time uh, when you fought at marvel i think your baby was born about two days (laughs) (laughs) i was actually sitting in the same row as your partner and um the baby was there and i didn't realize it was yours and then i saw you come up to the baby after i was like okay yeah last time we were chatting you were very very close because it was just before that fight yeah man it's it's been um, pretty hard on, on you know, myself and the family. We've, we've both, me and my partner, Georgia, have made a lot of sacrifices. And, you know, I've moved her to another state away from her family. And, yeah, we've got two girls now who, um you know, I've missed a fair chunk of both of their lives. But, yeah, it's the sacrifices that I needed to make to, to get the job done and to become world champion and, you know, to set myself up and set them up and give them the best life I can give them. So, there's certainly a massive motivating factor towards my drive and, and me wanting to be the best. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a very sweet victory for me and the whole family on May 13. Yeah, you spoke about that WBC eliminator, which you won, obviously. Yeah. And uh, that was to face Denaire, which was originally yeah. the plan. That changed. Uh, what happened there? We do know, obviously, there's some back-end stuff going on. But, look, can you fill us in on what you know and how much input you're heading on that? Yeah, it's all... It's all boxing politics, essentially. Um, I've never really been on the back end of boxing politics. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, there's so much politics and that and they go involved in, you know, maybe I'm a bit naive before this and I was, nah, you know, it's not that bad. It's any, you know, any business, any job you've got, there's always some sort of political agenda behind it. But, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a simple case. I really wanted the fight. We went over to the WBC convention and, and me and Don Air both squared off and it was a fight that I was really excited about. Told my, my manager and my promoter, you know, this that's the fight I want. Don Air's a big name in the division and, you know, a great fighter, um, someone that I've watched over the years and, and always sort of looked up to and, you know, for what he's achieved in the sport, he's no doubt a, a future Hall of Famer and, to knock him off and become world champion that way and to beat someone of that caliber would be, you know, a great thing for my career, great name to have on the resume. So, yeah, it was the number one fight on, on my, I guess, wish list. But, yeah, my promoter, Top Rank, and, and his promoter that was pro ballon just don't do business. They weren't going to communicate. They weren't going to make the fight happen, essentially. You know, it could have gone to purse bids and, and we don't know how it would have worked out that way. But, essentially, Top Rank my promoters and and I'm going to go by them and you know they've developed some of the best fighters we've ever seen and you know they've been great by me and give me a lot of opportunities and I'm not going to turn my back on them and and they said look we want you to go for the WBO world title you'll end up fighting Vincent Astralabio we're going to put you on this show you're probably going to fight in May and you know for me I just want to become world champion of course I wanted the fight with Don Air but it's not the be all and end all. It's for me to become world champion and, and establish my own legacy. So, yeah, I, I stuck with Top Rank and followed their pathway. And um, this is what they've set out. And I'll go out and, and win this belt. And yeah, if the Donair fight can happen in a unification fight somewhere down the line, then I would love that. But um, first things first, I'll just go out and win the belt and, um, yeah, achieve the dream first. And then I'm sure there's some big fights to come. Yeah, when you've got three belts and Don Air's got the fourth, I'm sure they'll make things work for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, there's some, there, there is some juicy fights out there that, I, that I'm very interested in. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, Anui vacating the division and, and, and vacating the four belts has, has left the division wide open. So... You know, I'll, I'll win the WBO and then it looks like Emmanuel Rodriguez will probably fight for and win the IBF. So I'd love the redemption over him um, in a unification fight. If Don Air picks up the WBC, then I'd love love that fight, obviously. And then there's also Anui's brother who's in the division that's probably going to fight and win with the WBA belt. You know, there's three really great fights there that we can look forward to. But first things first, it's... Um, Vincent Astralabio on May the 13th and yeah certainly not overlooking him and not I guess downgrading the the, the task at hand it's a it's a tough fight but I'm ready for it and I'm confident that we'll win it what I do like is that someone obviously calls you to tell you that you're about to fight for a world title and you could be anywhere uh, at that time how did this one go down yeah, it sort of didn't go down, sort of like that, like the you know that fairy tale moment that you want. Yeah. But because we knew, like when when Anui vacated, I was rated number one in the WBO and number one in the WBC. So it was sort of like you're gonna fight for the yeah. world title as soon as he announces that he's vacating. And yeah, once he did in January, it was great. You know, I knew oh, I'm fighting for the world title now. But it was which way were we gonna go? And then obviously, as we spoke about earlier with the Don Air situation, then it was pretty clear which way we were going. And you're always a bit anxious. You just want the fight to be officially announced um, so that you can, um, I guess, start making plans and really focus on it. But I guess even though the fight was only announced sort of last week, I've known that I'm fighting Vincent Astralabio for the world title for a good two months now. So yeah, I've been working real hard and I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go now. I wish the fight was tomorrow, but I've got another, another nearly six weeks to fine tune and, um, yeah, make sure that I put out the best performance of my career and put a big statement out because, um, as I said, the division's wide open now and the uh, the banner weights are ready for a new king and, and I'm going to make sure that's me. 
Yep, get the first one and start collecting. That's what we want. Go start working left to right. With a vacated division, is there a chance at a ring magazine belt on this or you'd have to probably go through Denaire for that because of his rankings? How's that going to work? No, you got to go by the ring magazine ratings and it's generally they they don't really budge on one and two, I I believe. Um, And they've got the last I looked, don't quote me, I could be wrong, but it was Rodriguez at number one and me at number two. So, yeah, I mean, as I said, that rematch and my redemption over him is something that I would absolutely love anyway. But, yeah, if there was a ring magazine belt on the line, then that makes that fight even more attractive. So, yeah, I'll win the WBO and then certainly be after that ring magazine belt for sure. The WBA actually also does a lot with Australian boxing. Like it's supported the fighters here on our shores forever. And look, we just saw Tim Zoo get an interim WBO world title and, and everyone else yep. that's floating around that seems to be getting opportunities. Maybe that's Liam Wilson or whoever yep. else. So it is a belt that, you know, you are obviously looked after by the sanctioning body as well, which is good as an Aussie. Yeah, they're a great organisation. It's, you know, one of the most legit and best run organisations there is. And, yeah, there's certainly been some Aussies having a, having a good crack at their, at their belts at the moment. And um, I'm going to win the WBO band and wait for a title May 13. And then someone very close to me might just win, win a belt. Uh, on the WBO in in one of the lighter weights not long after. That guy wouldn't look exactly like you, would he? <laughs> like a <laughs> dead ringer? Not. Yeah, a dead ringer. Yeah, the world, it's, I guess it's sort of out there now. It's been spoken about plenty, so we can go yeah. there. But, yeah, Andrew, my brother, is obviously fighting for the um, the WBO world title as well um, one week after. So it's an incredible mm-hmm. story. Um, you know, two twin brothers both fighting for the same world title only one week apart. So yeah, it's it's you know it's a fairy tale that we're uh, we're going to make come true. Yeah, I did uh, obviously at time of recording uh, unofficially announced. However, obviously uh, Boxrex uh, where all the stats are, and we're just getting it from that. So it's good to see his name up there. He gets the MGM Grand. You're over in Stockton, which is like about an hour and a half out of San Fran, I believe. Uh, yep. Your location, and then we'll talk about the MGM. But uh, what do you know about that? And and where would camp be for you? for both of you we're flying over to las vegas uh next week next wednesday um so we'll set up camp over there for for just over a month before my fight to settle in and organize some good sparring partners over there and another a couple of sparring partners that are actually gonna they were flying in to stay with us and um yeah give us some good good really good work in preparation for our fight so that's all mapped out nicely. It's going to be a great little setup in Las Vegas. We've we've trained over there um, in multiple preparations now, and it's it's a great base to set up and and work out over there. And we train out of the top ranked gym, and yeah, everything's great over there. We've had great preparations every time we've been there. So looking forward to getting back over there next week, and then the week of my fight, we'll shift over to Stockton, California. As you said, it's yeah, it's um. Don't know too much about it, but yeah, it's not far out of San Fran and Sacramento, sort of around yeah. that area. Um, and yeah, then we'll get the job done. I'll win the belt there, and then we'll go back to Vegas. And um, Andrew will fight at the MGM on the undercard of um, Haney and Lomachenko at the MGM Grand, and he'll win the belt there. And then um, yeah, two brothers with both world champions will have um, yeah one or two days to really celebrate in Las Vegas before we bring the belts home on the plane. 
How's he going to go, though, Andrew, your brother, when you've uh, won, you've got a world title and he's still cutting weight and hangry? And you're like, I've done what I need to do. Mate, this is you. This is you. I don't care. I, I'm, I've finished. I'm going to In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's, actually, it actually, it's actually happened once before because, yeah. um, yeah, we, we fought, you know, a couple of days apart or, or a week apart before over in America and, um, yeah, I couldn't help myself. I did rub it in and come home with, you know, pizza boxes and, <laughs> and yeah, bags of In-N-Out and things like that. And, yeah, Andrew wasn't too happy but he's all right. It'll, uh, it'll just get his appetite ready for a week after and um, he can enjoy it as well. But as long as we've both got those world titles around our waist, um, yeah, we'll be the happiest man alive. Who found out first that you are getting a world title shot, you or Andrew? Um, I actually found out first and they initially said to me that I was going to fight on the on the Haney and Lomachenko card in Las Vegas and obviously I was over the moon. It's um, one of the biggest shows of the year and, you know, the audience and the platform to fight on that show is incredible. So I was stoked. And then, um, yeah, that fight was pretty well locked in and a done deal. And then the news happened with, I don't know if you followed, with how Andrew's world title belt, uh, world title opportunity came about. But the, the current champion, the WBO champion in Andrew's weight was ordered to fight Nakatani, who was the mandatory. And instead of fighting him, he vacated the belt and gave it up and said, I'm going to go another route. So that belt became vacant and Nakatani was nat number one and Andrew, my brother, was number two. And, yeah, he got the opportunity. And, and with the, I guess, the you know, the profile of Nakatani and the profile of that fight and the Japanese audience that that will bring in with the pay-per-views and everything like that on a show, pay-per-view show like the Haney Lomachenko is, um, yeah, he ended up taking my spot and they said, oh, we might put Andrew's fight with Nakatani on that show now instead of Jason. And Andrew's like, oh, do you want me to say no? I'm trying to do the right thing. <laughs> no, yeah. mate. Like, I don't care where I'm fighting. I don't care if it's in a Shalabio's backyard. Look, as long as I get the opportunity and, and win that world title, then I don't care what show it's on. And, yeah, I'll win the belt the week early and then I'll, I'll get to uh, – support Andrew I'll be in his corner for his fight and um yeah then we can sit back and, and watch one of the best fights of the year Haney Lomachenko and then we can go out and celebrate I think it was um was it your manager that took you to Vegas uh, like a long time ago and I remember you were telling me last time on the podcast that you took a photo in front of the MGM and he's like see that building one day you're going to be there and look only a couple of weeks away <laughs> yeah that's it well um yeah, our manager was on that trip. It was also our, our, our first promoter, Lyndon Hoskin, that, that took yeah. us on that trip, that, that took that photo. And, yeah, he's actually coming over. He's going to make the trip over to watch us both become world champions. So, yeah, I mean, I'm forever grateful to Lyndon for everything he did, you know, promoted us for our first 15 or so fights and, yeah, took us to America twice to, I guess, open our eyes and, and show us what it's like on that big, you know, the big stage. And, um, yeah, here we are about to uh, both become world champions over in America um, and fly the flag and, and bring him home to Australia. So, yeah, we're super, super proud and, yeah, super grateful for guys like Lyndon who have, um, yeah, helped, you know, helped make this possible. Yeah, he's caused quite the hoo-ha in my house, that guy, just because he wants to do his boxing show on YouTube, Boxing Deep Dive. Uh, we're talking boxing, sorry, whilst Married at First Sight's on. So uh, we have the arguments <laughs> of... <laughs> <laughs> I win occasionally, but otherwise I'm on the phone just sort of now. keeping an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. Now it's over. I'm Mass good. Is over. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but that's good, man. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah, I know, obviously, the other question is uh, yourself and your brother share the same coach. And obviously, with two world title fights on the line, uh, he's going to want to keep his eye on both of you. Uh, how does that work out to share the time? Yeah, no, what actually works out good because we like fighting on the same night. It's great for everyone who comes to watch us and things like that. But when we fought on the same night, which we've done, we've done quite a lot, um, it's pretty hectic on the night. Um, it's hard for our coach to get us both warmed up, wrapped hands, ready, focus on one fight um, at a time. And, you know, it's hard for us as well, all the attention's on, you know, I guess the person who's fighting first and you're trying to keep an eye on him and see how he's going and worry about his result while also trying to, you know, I guess reserve your energy and focus on your own fight. It can be pretty chaotic. Um, we do a decent job of it. We've been successful quite a lot doing the, you know, the, the double act. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to work out even better. We've just got a one week apart, but we've got our own nights to focus 100% on those individual fights. And, you know, Angelo can... I can be his full centre of attention that night and full focus and we can get the job done. Um, We can have a little celebration, but then Andrew's got a full week to, I guess, focus on himself, get himself right, get his head right, and then on his night, it's all about him. And I think it's going to work out perfect. One week apart, you know, both get the job done and, um, yeah, just both have our own nights where we can – it's all about us, you know. Um, You only get – I guess that one special moment, it's a moment that I've dreamt about my whole life, is that that one night where you become world champion. And, yeah, it's going to be special just to have that night to myself and then Andrew can have his night to himself as well just a week later. So I think the way it's all planned out, you know, this, the stars have aligned and we've got a real fairy tale to achieve in six weeks' time. One of the Brisbane Lions greats, Jonathan Brown, normally walks you out. Is he going over? <laughs> no, we spoke to him on the phone the other day and um, I think he's got footy commitments. Oh, you and said we said, oh, mate, come on, priorities. Like, get, you know, yeah. you, you You're all good at Marvel Stadium like... when there's 50,000. Yeah. Now I'm in Stockton. Where are you now, Brownie? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think he can, get, he can get out of his footy commitments, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it's all right. We'll get someone else to carry the flag. But um, That's yeah, going to be awesome. Unfortunately, he won't be there because, yeah, we do like having Brownie involved he's a champion even for your brother as well I just obviously Haney Lomachenko is going to be such a big fight and it is one of those super fights that brings the fans out and the A-listers uh, he's got every chance of having Brad Pitt in the front row have you seen anyone <laughs> like random around there while you've uh, been at those fights Actually, when Andrew fought Franco the second time, the the, the, the infamous robbery, um, yeah, we're warming up and about to walk to the ring. And this was a pretty quiet, there was only a very small um, crowd there because it was still, you know, all the COVID restrictions and whatnot. But during that training camp, I was reading the David Goggins book and, um, yeah, really enjoyed reading that. And then as we're walking out to the crowd, I just seen David Goggins standing down there. As I said, there was only couple hundred people in, in the venue because it was all COVID restriction and no crowds and yeah David Goggins was there and that that sort of spun me out a bit I was like how good's that like, I'd only just finished his book like a couple of days before so that was awesome to meet him and yeah we had a chat to him afterwards and he wasn't too happy about the robbery either he, he was on our side which was good but yeah. um yeah he was a good bloke. Haney Lomachenko who wins that one? Tough one um I, I'm leaning towards Haney. I really like Loma. I've always been a big fan of him. But I guess if you've got to go off recent form, I'd, um, Loma's past couple of fights haven't been great. Um, Haney's just getting better. And and the size difference is definitely one that I think will play a big part in the fight. Haney's looking huge. I think he's definitely this is his got to be his last fight at lightweight. I think he's outgrown the division. But um, 
yeah, I just think maybe maybe timing-wise it's worked out well, and I think Haney will get the job done. But it'll be a close fight. Yeah, yeah it's going to be an awesome day. Expect, I think. Yeah, I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to it. And then yeah. you get to do it with our well, – I guess you've got the stress of your brother fighting, so let's not overlook that. But it's yeah. uh, you're not lacing them up that day. So uh, yeah, you can you can take it in. Yeah. That's going to be Very awesome. enjoyable day, mate. We'll uh, yeah, watch my brother become world champion again and then, yeah, watch some good fights. And, um, yeah, obviously I'll still be on cloud nine because I'll be world champion too. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. It's going to be great. Well, Jason Maloney, yeah. uh, world champion to be. Next time I talk to you, you're going to have a belt. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, and I look yeah. forward to at seeing that one. And, um, mate, all the best to you. Enjoy the States. Go get the W. And thanks for coming on the Punch Podcast again. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, it's a pleasure, mate. Yeah, look forward to chatting you when I've got the belt around my shoulder, mate. Yeah, well, Can't champ. Wait. Champ, champ, <laughs> champ, champ. <laughs> I love it. Sounds good, actually. Jason Maloney, it world does, champ. Does it? Yeah. It does. Yeah, it good does. stuff. I love it. Well, uh, anyway. thanks for swinging by. Nah, pleasure, mate. Good to chat. See, I told you at the start of the episode you were going to like him. What an amazing guy. Jason Maloney, you can follow all the action. Uh, TeamMaloney.com, obviously, you'll find all his merch there as well. Plus, uh, on Instagram, Jason Maloney, just at Jason Maloney, you'll find him there as well. If anything, give him a follow because I could only imagine what his Instagram stories are going to be when he's lit in Vegas and him and his brother Andrew have got world title belts over their shoulders. Just lighten up the strip. So get around that and uh, support the boys because they are as you heard in this chat amazing and i look forward to getting andrew on as well plus a whole stack more for you so thanks for listening to the punch podcast if you did get this far jump onto the uh, apple podcast leave me a comment give it five stars review it do what you can share it with someone it goes a long way for the podcast and helping its success and helping me get people like jason maloney onto this podcast as well so uh a big thanks to everyone that has already done that and uh, i'll catch you next time there's some big news breaking at the moment with tim zoo and jamel charlo it's looking like He's going to be taking a June fight. I read that. I'm not sure what's happening. And it uh, looks like Jamel's obviously tried to push it back to August, September, which is weird because that's what I thought was the original date. But yet now he's pushed it back. Tim's like I'm fighting in June. So I need to do a bit more digging on that one. And I'm sure we'll have some uh, news on that because to risk an undisputed fight, literally eight weeks, whatever it would be, uh, out from the next one. like that was That's crazy. So um be very interesting to see how that goes. I can see Jamel Charlo just prolonging this thing for as long as he can, even until he's stripped. I just got this weird feeling that he's just being dodgy. Like him and his brother don't fight. They haven't had a fight for ages, let alone Jamal. Jamal's, I think, almost up to coming close to two years. So it's um, they're definitely holding up the division and hopefully uh, something happens with that real soon. But as I said, I'm only just going off uh, one little post this afternoon that I read. So I'm sure there's more to it, but... We'll dig on that and find out. This is the Punch Podcast. My name is Jabin and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 